Welcome back to Diamond Gems. I am your host, Jake Coates, and today I am joined by my brother and co-host, Isaac. Isaac, are you excited to jump into this tier team? I don't what 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 should we call it? Tier rankings? I guess so. That I mean, a tier list, uh, that kind of counts. I guess we're not doing a physical tier list. We're not just putting things on there like they do on the YouTube videos. Well, we will, we we will be, that. actually. That would maybe. be cool. I, I, might, I might do a side video mm. of that. We'll see. That would be cool. Mm. Now, I know yeah. what I'm not excited for, what I am excited for, is no matter what we do, people are going to be like, oh, this is fucking outrageous. This is horrible. We shouldn't be doing a podcast because we have no idea what we're talking about. The thing is, mm-hmm. like, I don't think if you look at all the major, all the major establishments, um, our tier list isn't far out of line with any of them at all. So if you're yeah. bashing us because we aren't doing this on a massive platform, you're just you're bashing everybody else, which is fine. But if you think we're not as credible as the other ones, that's on you. But you're a little hypocritical looking like that. I mean, it's fine. No one has to think that. Like, realistically, yeah. there's always mistakes in these. Like, oh, of course. Look at and MLB. Like, the MLB's panel of experts, anytime they put together power rankings or, like, player rankings and stuff, like, I'd say the general consensus is that, like, the actual MLB ones are some of the worst ones. Yeah. Like, they always have fuck-ups in them. Yeah. And, and like, yeah. this is obviously could have easily change, been too. prevented. It's obviously going to change, though, too. Like, look, we didn't have, full disclosure, we didn't have Philly in the top 10 last year. We thought their defense Mm -hmm. was too bad. And look at where they ended up. And their defense was terrible. Their defense was horrible, but they got to the World Series. So, um, the thing is, like, and even in our tier list that we have established, mainly uh, Jacob's tier list, um, we have discrepancies on a few... um, locations like primarily early i would assume maybe later on as well but there's definitely a few where i have them i would put them in a different tier list than jacob would um but at the end of the day this is consensus um yeah jacob's consensus we'll see we'll see i i'm willing to like move things around a little bit if we have to it's cool you've done more research than i have okay all right. Well, let's let's without further ado, let's start with the worst teams in the MLB. That is our F tier. And as I said on the last episode, in this case, F is for fucking trash. These are the worst teams in the MLB. The five worst teams in the MLB. Isaac, who is the worst team in the MLB? And you're allowed to disagree with what I have here because as long as we have the same five teams in the tier, it doesn't really matter. Well, we have we the same them. worst team in in baseball. And for me, it's okay. because I want this team to be the biggest failure of all time. I want this team to be horrible. I hate the general manager. I don't care that they made a movie off of him. They should have picked a different team to build the movie. It's not about who did it first. It's about who did it right. And the person that did it first does it the worst. And that is Billy Bean and the Oakland A's. Um, just so you know, Billy Bean is no longer part of the Oakland A's association. When did that happen? Like 
two years I ago. I think this this off season. This, this off season, ago, okay. Like this off season. So it was this is still a product of what he had. Yes. Oh yeah. It's all still yes. his work for sure. Exactly. So fuck. So yeah, Oakland that. A's. I would agree. That's yeah. Now he's doing soccer, but um, there's a anyways, reason. Yeah, Billy Bean no longer a part of it. But I would say that he built this terrible foundation. So that's yeah. that's where we're at right now. So let's kick it off. The Oakland A's. Uh, as we said, far and away the worst team in the in the American League. Greg also sent in his tier list, and he basically put the A's in their own tier. He said that they shouldn't even be dignified enough to be in the F tier. They should be in the G tier. They should have their own tier <laughs> for god-awful, you know. Um, anyways, their biggest offseason acquisitions, Isaac, huge pickups. Uh, Trevor May for the bullpen and uh, Jesus Aguilar at first base or slash DH. You know, those are those some big moves. Maybe that'll move the needle for them a little bit. Yeah, that Jesus one, he's going to lead the league in home runs. Yeah. These are um, essentially just the two moves that they make. Um, I'm sure they've made a couple others as well. But, you know, you, you pick up a couple cheap guys that have had decent seasons and have a little bit of upside, and then you just trade them for prospects at, when your team is inevitably tanking. That's That's all this is. That's all it ever is. For this franchise and i feel terribly sorry for oakland a's fans um you're gonna lose your franchise within the next two years i think 2024 is the last year if i'm not mistaken that uh that the ballpark is is still yeah. under contract in oakland and then they're going to vegas and uh i hate to tell you that but that's uh seems very inevitable at this Won't point be the first time oakland loses to vegas um yeah poor oakland. it's unfortunate for for their fan base and the thing that bothers me about Oakland is like, okay, we know they don't have any money. They've historically been a tremendous farm system for the rest of the league. But <laughs> you're looking at teams like Tampa Bay. Um, you could even throw Seattle in there. You could throw a lot of teams like Kansas City, a lot of the um, lower budget teams. And Tampa Bay is a prime example because they're very successful with a very limited budget. You could even look at Houston Astros playing Moneyball, building the dynasty before they added their massive pieces. And they were they already had a dynasty established with the homegrown players. So it's not like Oakland was doing anything that... I mean, they, these teams weren't doing anything that Oakland couldn't have done. It was just mismanaged all the way through. Yep. Well, with all that said, this is basically how they stack up this season. So they really only have two people worth mentioning in their rotation at this point, and that's Paul Blackburn, who was an all-star last year before having an atrocious second half, uh, and James Caprillion as well. Um, They're both, like, I'd say decent big league guys. Like, they're guys that would probably be in a rotation on any other team. Well, not any other team, obviously. Like, they probably wouldn't make the cut on, like, the Mets— the uh, even the Blue Jays, I guess. Houston. Like, there's a couple teams where they wouldn't make the rotation, but <laughs> uh, they're still like legitimate, you know, starting pitchers in the big leagues. No shade to them. Um, as we mentioned, Trevor May in the bullpen. That's about all they got there. Uh, Shea Langoliers is basically their biggest hope right now. He's like their their up and coming catcher. That's. You know, maybe he sticks around long enough to be moved to Vegas. We'll see. 
Um, and then, yeah, Jesus Aguilar is at first base slash DH duties. They actually have a, a guy, Isaac, that I think is super underrated um, in Seth Brown. He hit like 27 bombs last year. Yeah, he'll get you know, traded. Had, yeah, he's like a decent hitter, decent left-handed hitter. I actually kind of thought maybe the Jays, with them looking for you know left-handed uh, options in the lineup, I thought maybe that was going to be a guy they targeted because he would have been probably pretty cheap to acquire. But you know he's not too bad. Um, then you got Tony Kemp, Aledemus Diaz, and Jace Peterson rounding out your your starting infield. Um, the outfield. You've got a couple young guys in Christian Pache, who was, who came over in trade from the uh, the Braves, and they have high hopes for him. He's a good defender, but has still yet to put it together at the plate. Then they got Estoris Ruiz, who stole a shit ton of bases, if I'm not mistaken, in the minor leagues. So just kind of a speedy guy, uh, good defense, I think. And then uh, the laser, Ramon Laureano in the outfield and uh that's it that's the that's the team going into the year and you know it doesn't look good now once injuries take their toll it's gonna look even worse so they're really bad and uh I'm sorry to any Oakland A's fans listening but you already know that and and if you don't then you're lying to yourself Let's go Vegas. Not, Isaac has nothing to add. <laughs> no, that like I, I would facts, like to right, move Isaac? away from them. I don't even count them as a major league baseball team. There's yeah. 29 major league teams in my head. That's why they belonged in their own tier. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, Isaac. Well, the over under this year, uh, we're using Vegas Insider for the over unders this year and in these episodes. So. Uh, shout out to the vegasinsider.com and uh, their over under is set at 59 and a half wins are you taking the under or the over based off everything that we've said about them um i'd like to stick stick on that negative side we're going well under well under <laughs> what are you thinking uh, like 50 i the hopeful side of me doesn't want them to get more than 40 wins. Um, God damn. I, I, I'm going to set their bar at 55. Well, last year, for reference, they won 60 games. Yeah, so no I kind of think that this is like they Vegas Insider has set the perfect over under here. I feel like 59 yeah. wins is kind of like the perfect target. I feel like it's it's like hard to lose less than 60 games, but... I think that they're probably going to do it too. I'm going to take the under as well. I think they're probably going to come in around 59. 58, 57, something around there. They'll be very so. close to that number for sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. I'm just going to set this. I'm going to write down. Uh, we need to track what we've uh, what we've selected so that we can look back on it and then compare our over-unders at the end of the season. All right. Well, that's it for the Oakland A's. Um, yeah, I'm glad we're done talking about them. Next up, Isaac, and uh, you tell me if you agree with them being the second worst. I would say that this is kind of like the one-two in my mind of, of the worst two teams in baseball. You're nodding at me. Okay, that's good. Uh, I'm going to go with the Washington Nationals 
as basically the 29th and the second worst team in the league. They are also in this F tier. Uh, man, this is a completely different team than the ones that won a champion, the team that won a championship in 2019. They have completely cleaned house since that World Series championship. Just a little bit of an overview of some of the big names they've lost. Uh, Max Scherzer, Trey Turner, Juan Soto, uh, Anthony Rendon is is gone. Obviously, he hasn't been that great since he's left, but still at the time was a huge piece for them. Um, you know, a bunch of vets that since retired, uh, Howie Kendrick, Ryan Zimmerman, and they also had a really strong bullpen in 2019, and there's only like two guys hanging around since uh since that 2019 team so they also lost a couple guys uh, last year they lost uh obviously Soto went to the Padres um and then they also lost Josh Bell and Nelson Cruz they're both gone from this team last year and uh Isaac this is a team that last year won 62 games starting the season with a much better roster than what they finished the season with. So um, I guess I shouldn't jump the gun to get to the over-under yet. We can go through their, their roster first. Are you looking at my note here? You want to you wanna rhyme it off? We're going through the roster right now? Okay. Uh, rotation. Sia Gray. Do you want to just hold on? Do you rhyme it, rhyme it off right now? That's cool. All right, Sorry. we got in the rotation, we got Josiah Gray, uh, Patrick Corbin, Mackenzie Gore, who was part of the Juan Soto deal, uh, Steven Strasburg, who I actually think is healthy to start the season for the first time in a long time, which is which is good for him and good for the fans. Uh, and then Trevor Williams, who has just kind of been tossed around and, you know, is a pitcher. He throws the ball. In the bullpen, they have uh, their top highlights here. Are I would say are Tanner Rainey and Hunter Harvey, a couple guys with good stuff that have at times been 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 very good. But outside of that, there's there's not much going on. Um, yeah, that's about it for the pitching side of things. Obviously, like Josiah Gray is a pretty decent young pitcher. I'd say he's a guy that can kind of have like an under four ERA and and give you some innings and some strikeouts. I actually kind of like him. Um, Patrick Corbin, you absolutely never know what you're going to get with him. Wasn't, uh, Patrick Corbin at the, a couple of weeks ago was projected to be the first pitcher on the mound in game one of the regular season. He had an ERA over six last year. That says everything you need to know about Washington. Yeah. I'm pretty sure for like national league starters, he was actually like the worst in qualified ERA, if I'm not mistaken. Um, that might not have been last season. It might have even been the one before. He's I'm he has not sure been last very year. Good. He had a six point three nine or something. Yeah, that would probably that would probably qualify you for for worst if you're a qualified starter. Uh, it's not good, but I mean we've we've seen that he has good stuff at times. But it could just be possible that all of those years are are completely behind him at this point. Um. Yeah, and then you move to the offensive side of things. You got Kybert Ruiz and Riley Adams, who they acquired from the Blue Jays. Uh, that Those are your catchers. On the infield, you've got Dom Smith, who is looking to have a bounce-back season, fresh start with a new team, 
and uh, probably get traded at the trade deadline if things are going well for him. Then you got Joey Manessis, who's a young guy. Uh, at third base, you got Jaimer Candelario, who came from Detroit. Um, young guys, you have C.J. Abrams. He was like kind of the biggest piece, I would say, of the Juan Soto trade as well. He's going to be their shorting, starting shortstop, I believe. And you have uh, Jeter Downs as well is another kind of name of note, a, a guy that was a top prospect for a while. I'm not sure if he still is a top prospect at this point, but, uh, you know, he's been around for a while. And then in the outfield, you got the veteran, Corey Dickerson, another guy, probably get traded at the trade deadline if things are going well. Lane Thomas is someone who had a bit of a, a, bit of a breakout season last year. And then Victor Robles, a guy they've been looking to uh, have some success and has not really found it yet. But uh, that's it for oh. the Washington Nationals team. C.J. Abrams is the only guy that is exciting on this entire roster to me. I mean, Josiah Gray could so? be interesting. I'd like to see more Steven Strasburg on the mound healthy. But What about uh, Mackenzie Gore? True. Um, I, I Those are the big like three Mackenzie for me. Gore needs some time to develop. He's had time. Isn't I, he like 25 or 26 I think he needs now? more time. I, I still haven't <laughs> seen it from him yet. I'm just I'm yeah, not I mean no one has. Exactly. He hasn't really like, put it together yet. He was a top prospect. I kinda I need more time from him. I don't want I'm not too excited. Um CJ Abrams is a real contender this year for, for Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Is that a is that a little preview to who you might be uh, no. leaning towards no. for Rookie of the Year? No, it's not. I have my NL rookie of the year picked. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, don't reveal it yet. It's not and Mackenzie Gore is twenty four, so that's pretty That's what I was saying. He's needs more time. That's about like they. I'd say pitchers normally find their breakout around twenty five, twenty six. I need like, one more year from him then. Okay. Watch, she's All gonna right. come out with fucking Cy Young. Yeah, maybe. Can you imagine? Doubt it though. No. It's gonna be hard to win a Cy Young on a team like this. Mm. Okay, Isaac, we've got that the over Sandy under on Miami last year. Miami's a better team than Washington. It's not a great and uh, that will be revealed also in this uh, <laughs> in these episodes. Okay, over under Isaac fifty nine and a half. Are you taking the under or the over? Last year they won sixty two. I want to have hope for these guys. Balance my ne- pessimism with some optimism. I'm going over. Are they over by half a game? Are they sixty? <laughs> They're sixty flat. <laughs> Okay, I will actually take uh, the under on this one as well. I think that they're kind of right on par with the Oakland A's in terms of the amount of wins that they can accumulate. I think that this is a a better, more interesting team than the Oakland A's are, but I still don't think that they're going to be able to win 59 and a half games. I think they're going to maybe win 58 or 57. Wait, how many teams don't break the 60 mark per season? Well, last year, uh, let's see. We had the Athletics were at sixty. That was the lowest in the American League. Yeah, maybe I'm. I'm. It's like I said. It's really fucking hard to lose. There was not a single team last year that. Oh, the Nationals were the only team. They won fifty-five. They're not better last season. They so, won and they got a little bit better. So I think that that's what I'm saying. Maybe four games better. That's fifty-nine wins. 
Uh, I'm gonna keep them under sixty. Okay, I'm. I want. It's a hopeful over for me. I think they. I kind of do feel like they'll be the worst team in baseball. Looking at the roster now, I'm just like. They have it's, promising players, though. They have some promise yeah. in the young guys. But this is like a deep, like they're entrenched in a rebuild right now. You yeah. know, like this is not a competitive big league roster at this point, but it's more hopeful than like the Oakland A's. That's why I like them better. But I, I, that's what I'm saying. I still don't think that the wins are going to reflect the actual kind of quality and substance that this team has. So, yeah, I'm going to just slightly take the under. And uh, I think that there's going to be two teams that are under 60 wins this year. And it's going to be the Nationals and the Oakland Athletics. Next team in the tier, Isaac. Do you agree that the team that is on my shirt for this F-tier rankings, the Cincinnati Reds, I have next on this. I do agree. And... uh, You do agree? Yeah. Okay. Why do you agree? Why do I agree? Um, They have one of the more promising farm systems right now. Um, They're a team in a complete rebuild, just like Washington, but I think they're one step ahead of Washington. They have a better prospect system, but they also really don't have anything that's going to push them over the edge. Um rotation is still mixed the bullpen's mixed the offense is eh. i mean the the addition of will myers is that was their biggest addition this year i'm like i do we really expect much from will Myers? is that gonna do it for you yeah like they have nothing going exciting offensively um except they're on based on their prospects but i yeah it's they're just one of those teams that complete rebuild no expectations this year just develop and it's not competitive baseball. I, I don't know what to. How hopeful you can don't know be. what else to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I also I I kind of have like my two most hated franchises at this point, and they're not even the franchises. I shouldn't say it's like the ownership groups have have tainted the teams for me, and it's the Oakland Athletics and it's the Cincinnati Reds because the group that is you know the quote-unquote owners of this team I mean they they do own the team I guess that's not that's not air quotes that they actually own the team they just don't seem to give a fuck about anything but saving dollars and trying to scrape by with with small margins Um, they've made a lot of really stupid comments and yeah, they're just really annoying. It's one of these ownership groups that really just plays broke. And we know that there's more money than these teams let on, except maybe in the case of the Oakland A's. Um, <laughs> they really don't have money. <laughs> they really might be broke. The Cincinnati Reds team, there's no fucking way they're broke um, to the extent that they claim that they are. You know that they're just trying to pinch pennies. And it's, uh, it's really frustrating because this is one of those things that, you know, the, the teams, and we're going to have a discussion about this uh, in in probably in the next couple months here, but there's the salary cap discussion that always comes up, and it's because of teams like this that are just kind of so non-competitive, and the way that the ownership groups basically whine and complain about 
uh, not being able to compete, like they don't have the budget for it and shit. Um, they're part of the reason that, you know, a salary cap might be a thing that becomes, uh, you know, that might be coming to baseball. And I don't think it's good no. for the sport. I don't think it's been good for any sport that has included it. Um, so I'm hoping that it doesn't happen, but that's part of my animosity towards the organization is just for, for that reason. I think if anything, in terms of salary caps and stuff, it's a salary floor that needs to be happen that needs to be introduced to push Mm. ownership groups like the Cincinnati Reds into spending more money and giving their fans a higher quality of baseball. See, I don't want to keep pushing like the salary cap thing because like I, I always reference hockey for this. Like the Leafs are by far the richest franchise in all of hockey. They haven't won an actual Stanley Cup in history. And you can say, oh, they won in 67 or whatever, but there's six teams in the league. It doesn't count. Um, there was not six teams in the league in 67. But yes. Okay. 1968 was when they first expanded the league. So they haven't won a real Stanley cup yet. I swear to true? God. I, f- I there swear to God. There were six teams until 1967. Yeah. Or 60. Whenever they won their last Stanley cup was the last year before they expanded. I had no idea. I, I could. Are be, you serious? I swear to there God. There was only I read six this. teams until 1967. Somewhere. I don't watch hockey, but I read this. Okay, like that's I, fucking mind right bending, now. dude. I did not know I'm that. I'm saying that's why, that's what? why salary caps hurt. It's like this is why we have a baseball. The best podcast, teams can't not a win. <laughs> I swear to God, though. But yeah, no. Any any baseball team that's like using this, oh, we can't compete. We don't have the money. Always, just the only example you ever need to use is Tampa Bay is one of the more successful baseball teams in the past ten years. They have no yeah. money. They actually have no money. I think they're the second poorest team in baseball. Yeah. But they just have smarter. Cincinnati, groups, the big like, red machine. Better system. The fuck? Yeah. You Who can still be now? small market and, and compete. And, you know, there's even teams that are considered small market now, like the San Diego Padres, that are spending money like crazy because market. you get the right. They're smaller. They're market not really than anymore. LA. But, Isaac, they, they were, though. They oh, were guess, small yeah, market. Yeah. And then. With, it's it's showing you that when you actually put right, an exciting okay, team okay. on the field, you start filling up the seats, and now that place is like, that's I'm I'm going to a game there this year, and I'm yeah. so excited because it's become one of the like premier places to watch You're a baseball right. game. And Cincinnati has the potential too. Like we've we've been to 18 ballparks. Cincinnati is a baseball I've been to city. One now, you've been to more than that, yeah. Uh, Cincinnati is definitely a baseball city. There's no question in my mind about that. They're have it's a decent everything. ballpark too. Yeah, it's a it's a nice ballpark right on the river. Like obviously, there's some exceptions for that rule of like you put a good team on the field, they'll show up. Like I don't think that'll happen in uh, in Tampa Bay ever. Um, Miami because they have put not. good teams on the field. Yeah, it's like but most teams like I remember Pittsburgh had that run of like excellence, and all of a sudden that ballpark started filling up. That is probably a close equivalent to what Cincinnati could be as well like mm-hmm. with success and yeah so it's just fucking stupid that whole excuse we need yeah yeah well okay well let's quickly run through their roster here uh they're i'd say their starting rotation is actually their most exciting part and uh it's thank you it's thanks to uh hunter green who is just an exciting young guy to watch he has really good stuff didn't really put up great numbers last year but I think he definitely has the potential to be a really, really good pitcher in the major leagues. Uh, then you got Nick Lodolo, who's also 
pretty solid young pitcher. I think he's a lefty. Uh, Luke Weaver is a guy that's been around. Luis Sessa uh, was with the Yankees for a while. And then Graham Ashcraft is another um, young guy that they have in their rotation. And I actually think there's things to like with, with this rotation. I think they're kind of young. They're obviously going to have some blips on the radar where they don't have good games. But I think overall it'll be fun to watch you know, Green, Lodolo, and Ashcraft kind of develop over the course of the season. So there's something to look forward to, Reds fans. Um, I would say in the bullpen, Lucas Sims is probably their best arm. And uh, the rest is not looking that good. Then you've got uh, Joey Votto at first base, you know, kind of finishing up his career, I would say. Jonathan India is at second, former Rookie of the Year winner that uh, had a bit of a sophomore slump. You can see if he bounces back at all. Uh, then you got Steven, Tyler Stevenson, who spent a lot of time behind the dish. I think they're moving him out from behind the plate to play more DH and first base and stuff this year. Uh, they also picked up Will Myers, who can play first base and outfield. Then you got Chad Pinder, who's kind of a utility guy. Jake Fraley has been with them for a little bit, and he is an outfielder. Then you got a couple prospects in Ellie De La Cruz who is a shortstop and also a shortstop prospect in Jose Barrero. Isaac, the over-under is set at 65 and a half wins. Last year, they won 62 games. Where do you think they end up? Under or over 65 and a half? When is Ellie coming up? Um, I think he might be starting the season hmm. on the roster. I'm going under. So. Uh, or actually, no, no, no. They, no. no, sorry. This is, this is not an organization of manipulation, that would do that. This is that team. Yeah, they would definitely wait the... Uh, 16 days or whatever it is before he comes up. I'm going under. I will also take the under. Okay, so I Jacob, I can they're confirm. They're going to win just over 60 games. I can confirm. I know it's irrelevant to the podcast, but I, I needed this. Uh, I can confirm the 1967 Stanley Cup Finals was also the last Stanley Cup Finals in the original six era. This oh, God. was also the last... Uh, so, therefore... I apologize, That's actually Toronto Maple Leaf fans. You have never won a relevant Stanley Cup in history. That's horrible. Like you won a Grey Cup. Really, if you really a, bad. If you want to claim the CFL Grey Cup when they had six teams or whatever was relevant, then sure. It's not. You have thirty teams in the oh, mix. God. That's how you win, or even ten. If you even if you won a Stanley Cup with ten teams, like, okay, sure. Single digits. All right, yeah. back on it. Sorry, I just wanted. No, to that's fine. That was a tangent worth bit. having. That's I had no idea that was educational for me, and it's probably educational for other listeners too. Yeah, we've heard all this Leafs propaganda. Oh, these guys were so good back in the day. Yep. My God, Isaac. So next people getting their news from Don Cherry. Is this where we start to disagree on who's in the? Yeah. <laughs> okay so um what about the the team that i have next on the list there past the other one i actually have both of these teams in my e tier slightly above this two i think your two bottom teams of your yeah i have them slight so these two teams i have ahead of your two front teams i'm i'm 100 percent willing to swap on these i actually wanted your input i was on the fence I think that we should maybe now mention the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, let's get rid of them. As a member of our F-tier group. 
Okay. I like uh, that. Yeah, okay. Or would you rather say... <coughs> the D. <coughs> See, I think this is tight. Like... Because uh, I'm kind of mixed between all four of these teams. I think it could go either way. I'm not really excited for Detroit. Um, Colorado just... I feel like they should every year be a little better. Um, and I know with the balanced schedule, it's helpful. But I also do think San Diego Padres, Los Angeles, Angeles Dodgers, and even um, Arizona can be better. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we firmly established our bottom three teams. I think, to me, it's really obvious that the Nats, the A's, and the Reds are the worst three teams in the league. And then I think we kind of have a bit of a, a bit of mumbo-jumbo here between the Royals, Pirates, Rockies, Tigers. I think that that's kind of a tier on its own almost, you know? of teams that could either end up in the F tier or in the D to E tier, somewhere in there. Why don't we sub out Colorado with Kansas City and then leave Pittsburgh in so we each get one? Okay. And I think Pittsburgh deserves to be in this as well just because of how low their payroll is and basically their willingness to just not really make an effort to be competitive. I think they deserve to be in the F tier just for that alone. Pittsburgh? Come on, man. They just brought back Andrew McCutcheon. <laughs> yeah, and that's all they did. Okay, See, let's okay. L- let's talk Rockies before we they got uh, Carlos Santana finish out the F tier with the Pirates. What's that, Isaac? I also brought in Carlos Santana. Yes, they did. We're going to talk about... The, do you want to just talk about the Pirates right now? No, I don't, but you're being mean to my second favorite team in baseball. Okay, fine. Colorado Rockies. A confused front office is a note that I have here. Uh, <laughs> they basically let Trevor Story and Nolan Arenado just kind of leave. And, I mean, took, they're still paying a lot of Nolan's contract, which is fucked up. And then, for some reason, they just, instead of rebuilding, they just bring in Chris Bryant. Why is he there? I think that was I'm a confused. deadline acquisition that nobody made sense of. No. We were like we were picking our places for like where guys are going to end up. Not a single soul had Chris Bryant going to the Colorado <laughs> Rockies. There's just no chance. That was it is super All right, weird. Let's, let's talk about this uh this poor rotation that has to pitch at Coors Field. You have Kyle Freeland who's been there for a while, hometown kid. Uh Herman Marquez who I've always felt would be successful would have had a successful career. If he was basically anywhere else, <laughs> then you have Jose Arena, Austin Gomber, and then kind of a TBD in that five spot. Not a great rotation, and again, it's kind of like you can kind of throw out any pitcher in Colorado, and they're probably liable to get shelled. It's really hard to, like, they just never have luck with pitchers, and it's because of the altitude, really. Um, yep. Then you go to the bullpen. There's actually a couple of pieces here that I like. Daniel Bard, I'm a big fan of. I think he has really nasty stuff. He's a guy that kind of overcame the yips a couple years ago and uh, has been really good since. And I kind of expected him to get traded at last year's deadline. And I think maybe this might be the year where he gets traded. So we'll see. 
Um, then they also picked up Denilson Lamette at some point last season, I think. I think that's kind of interesting. Um, he's Once been, upon a time, looked like a good starting prospect. Exactly. And has dealt with, I think he had Tommy John. Hella uh, he's had injuries. A couple other, yeah, he's had a lot of issues. So hopefully he can be healthy this season and maybe make something happen. Um, then they have Brent Suter, who was a starter for for the the Brewers for a while. That's kind of interesting. And then Justin Lawrence is kind of like, a, I think he's a sidearm pitcher. He's got some some good stuff. He's a, a bullpen arm to watch out for this year, I think. Uh, and then you move into the, the position players, and you got Elias Diaz behind the plate. You got CJ Crone as your starting first baseman. He crushed at Coors Field last year, but his home road splits were actually quite atrocious if you look them up. And uh, they have right behind him on the depth chart, Michael Toglia. And he is actually a pretty interesting prospect. I saw him play in the um, the Futures game last year and, you know, just thought that he looked very hitterish at the plate. I think he actually might have gone yard in that. And uh, he he's, like, pretty high up the prospects. I think he's a top 100. So interesting guy to keep an eye on there. And then you got second base, you got Brendan Rodgers. Uh, shortstop, you have a 21-year-old in Ezekiel Tovar, who is speedy and plays good defense. Uh, then you got Ryan McMahon at the hot corner, along with Harold Castro. In the outfield, this is where they have a little more depth, I would say, in Chris Bryant, Randall Grichuk, uh, Charlie Blackman, who is still around, aging and still going, though. And uh, then Jonathan Daza as well. So that's that's how they line up. Um, over under, 65 and a half. Last year, they won 68. Go ahead. I don't think they're worse off than last season. I think they have a little bit of hope. I'm going to go over. Me too. This is our I fringe agree with team that. for I th- this. Yeah, I think that they're like the 68 games they won last year is probably about what they would win this year as well. Yeah. I think I they're going to they be kind of their, right around. Uh, I think the betting odds are a little low. Yeah, I agree with that. I don't think they're over by a lot, but I do think that they'll probably end up over 65 and a half. Yeah. And uh, I think part of that is kind of, you. I feel like year to year, we just see that like, Coors Field is kind of unpredictable at times, mm-hmm. and they just they can kind of put any team out there and win some games. So, yeah, I think that though I think like the actual caliber and quality of the team, like if you were to put them just up against decent teams, like if they made the playoffs, like I think they're getting sw- swept. You know what I mean? But in the regular season, I think they can win some games. All right, so we have officially put them into the F tier. Um, and so that gives us only one more team for our, our F tier here, Isaac. And that is, unfortunately, the Pittsburgh Pirates. In my opinion, though, this is the best team, I would say, in the F tier. I could see a pathway to them being a potential D team. And uh, it's really just because of extremely cheap ownership groups 
and the fact that they have the lowest payroll in baseball with about 58 million I think is their expenditure I mean you look at the contracts that guys have got like a someone that made a fit got a 58 million dollar deal in the offseason they probably weren't even talked about like <laughs> it's ridiculous that that's their entire payroll it's actually like insane um but yeah so I mean they basically just have like high ceiling young guys I would say um most notably at shortstop O'Neill Cruz and then at third base you got Cabrian Hayes They've also got in the outfield, like Brian Reynolds is still there, even though he's asked for a trade. Uh, they said, no, you have to stay. <laughs> and uh, so he's still there. And then they obviously, a big their big acquisition, as Isaac alluded to, they brought back Andrew McCutcheon, which is just kind of fun. It's a fun acquisition. He said he was there Connor to play. Deal. He said yeah. he was there because it was the best opportunity and he said he's going to just play hard every day and i and he was he he tried to like it was really everyone sweet. everyone thought it was a retirement thing it was this is like tour and he was like hell nah, this ain't that but yeah it's like kind of hard going back to the cards yeah based the based off of where pittsburgh is it's hard to see this as an actual <laughs> investment in his uh playing future it's a yeah. retirement future i mean i think i think we all know what it is I think that deep down he probably does too, but he's just one of those professionals that's not just going to, he's not going to admit yeah, to that. True. Don't get me wrong. This is uh, my favorite acquisition all year of any team. And it's the lowest yep. impact possibly, but it's very exciting. That's fun. It'll, It'll bring cool people into back the, in the, in the yellow and black. Yes. Uh, It'll bring behind the dish, we have the Austin Hedges. Oh, sorry, Isaac. No, you're good. You What'd you say? Nothing important. Okay. Uh, behind the dish, you got Austin Hedges. Uh, they're, they're really their biggest offseason acquisition was Carlos Santana. They also have G-Man Choi at first base slash DH. Uh, then they have Rodolfo Castro at second base. If you remember, that's the guy that got suspended because he had his phone in his pocket. That's really all I know about <laughs> him. Great. Uh, they're pretty light on the pitching side. I think that that's actually like a kind of a fun lineup that you know they're not really like they're not striking that much fear in in the hearts of opposing pitchers but i think that oh, they can score Cruz. some runs yeah scariest guy in the league like six seven shortstop yep throws like 101 cool. yeah it's terrifying from shortstop yeah it's pretty cool i think they're like uh, they, their offense is actually not bad yeah, their pitching is atrocious I think. Yeah, and that's why that's what secures them in in the F tier <laughs> is the is the pitching. Basically, your number one guy right now is is Mitch Keller, who they've had hope for for years and just never seems to happen for him. Hey man, Mackenzie um, Gore, mm-hmm. same boat. I'm not not necessarily the same boat oh, because yeah. obviously Mackenzie Gore Mackenzie Gore has higher upside. He does have higher upside, yeah. but I just feel like it's going to be the same thing. They also acquired Vince Velasquez, former Philly. And actually, I think former White Sox, too. Uh, they got Dick Mountain, Isaac. Rich what? Hill. <laughs> Dick Mountain. You never um, heard him be- been called that? Rich Hill? Oh. Dick Mountain? Yeah. It's My a good bad. <laughs> I thought there was an actual dude named Dick Mountain. 
Then they got Brubaker and Ronsi Contreras. And uh, yeah, that's not that good. That's a pretty bad rotation. Uh, and then in the bullpen, you have David Bednar and then basically nobody else. We like David Bednar. He's one of the better relievers. Yeah, he's good. He'll, He'll get, get traded. traded. Those uh, Bring back some more prospects. Those solid relievers are trade bait for those teams, so it's perfect. If you see if yeah. you see a rebuilding team with a really good reliever, you know you're going to get a couple prospects midseason. Yeah. So be excited about those prospects. <laughs> Over under 67 and a half. Last year they won 62. I am going to take the under, unfortunately. Well, I'm going to join you, sir. I I wish it was more. I think it's a more fun team than that, but I just think that the pitching is not good enough to win 70 games. So, for that reason, I'm going to say that they end up around 66 yes. wins. Pittsburgh fans, and, don't uh, be disappointed by us going under. They're still going to improve upon last year where they only got 62. Yep. Three more wins exactly. for you. There you go. Well, that is the end of our F tier. Thank you for listening to this episode of Diamond Gems. We will be back next Thursday with our E tier continuing this series of episodes. So make sure that you subscribe or follow us on whatever platform you are listening to your podcasts on. And check out our YouTube page. Uh, It's Shaped by Sports. And our website is shapedbysports.com. And you can follow us on Instagram at Diamond Gems Podcast and at Shaped by Sports. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next episode.